Tune into this brand new rant as I take on a pretty controversial topic, the likability dilemma for women leaders or boss ladies, competence versus likability, a topic very much inspired by a recent TED talk I listened to, as well as some real world case studies and personal event experiences from the world of event productions. Welcome to Events Demystified Podcast, the rant series, where we go off the cap and say it as it is, tackling anything and everything in the AV production, technology, and event industry that not a lot of people are willing to talk about. The rant series is short and spicy, comes out twice a month in between the more tamed interview-style episodes. This podcast is brought to you by Tree Fan Events, a woman-owned boutique event production agency, and your host is Anka Trafan. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to another rant. This episode is being recorded, as you can tell, in a different environment than all the other rants that you have listened to or watched via a video on Spotify, YouTube, and all the other platforms that play this podcast as a video cast. Anyway, this is my hotel room with an amazing view of San Francisco as I am out of town for an event that I am working as a V1, which has been quite exciting, especially since I rarely label myself as such, even though I've been proven myself to be just as capable in this role as the role of A1, which I'm more used to just because I've been mixing sound for two decades now. Anyway, thank you, COVID, for turning me into a video tech person. What can I say? Here we are, however, to a brand new episode. So welcome. So glad that you're here. And if you have not paid attention to the intro, I am your Events Demystify podcast host, Anka Trifan. And during this episode, I will be ranting about a very debatable topic, competence versus likability. Can a woman in a position of power be both competent and likable? So this topic came about as I was recently listening to a TED Talk by the documentarian Robin Hosser, The Likeability Dilemma for Women Leaders, with the main premise being that women, unlike men, are rarely perceived to be both competent and likable. And Robin, during her talk, dives into the competence likability dilemma and makes a case in her TED talk how when women lead, bias often follows unconscious beliefs and gender thinking that distort what it means to be a good leader. This really piqued my interest, and I decided to present this question to a few of the female leaders that I know, and especially the ones that lead in male-dominated fields. I've also drawn upon the last two decades of my life, during which I worked in a pretty male-dominated niche, such as event productions, and I wanted to fact-check for myself the times when I was perceived both competent and likable, or just one over the other. 
Now, for the majority of the times when I show up in a professional setting, being perceived competent would always trump the need to be perceived as likable personally, maybe because I'm not one to struggle much with the need to be a people pleaser. I, however, absolutely agree and can get behind the fact that a little bit of honey goes a long way and it's better to entertain a friendly relationship or partnership versus one in which you may start from the disadvantage of not being liked or a joy to be around. All that to say, having healthy boundaries and standing up for what I believe in and stand for in a kind but firm way is more important to me than bending to anyone else's beliefs for the sake of being perceived as easygoing and likable. In most of my business partnerships and relationships, showing up knowledgeable and competent in the role that I'm in is certainly the most important to me and to that an easy crew to work with, respect towards each other party and what they bring to the table and a good dose of flexibility that should definitely create the proper conditions for likability to also be part of the equation. I'd much rather have fun, however, with my tech crew and the people that I work with than having to feel like I have to power struggle and power my way through each conversation and decision that needs to be made, which makes things so much harder and plain out not enjoyable. So in most of my business and event-related engagements, I have come across both competent and likable or so I would like to personally believe. I would probably have heard back from the tech crew if that wasn't always the case, having worked with many of them for many years. I mean, I can certainly think of a few instances when maybe a certain personality rubbed me the wrong way and things just did not work out. I am very adaptable and I am a pretty understanding person and boss lady. But if your attitude is downright nasty, if you complain more than you do when you're in a position or find every excuse in the book to get away from doing the task that you've been assigned and are being paid for, well, let's just say my patience is runny dry super fast. Now, let me think of a situation in which I had to potentially downright pull rank and turn bitchy uh, again, because at that moment, all my buttons were getting pushed and that's never an ideal situation. What comes to mind is this super large uh, conference in San Francisco. Again, I happen to be uh, coming to San Francisco quite often for work. And it wasn't actually too long ago. And we had over 100 uh, union tech labor guys and gals to help with the setup. And some were going to be placed in tech roles during the event that we were uh, setting up for, while some were there just for the loading, setup, strike, and loadout. As a technical lead in charge of the setup of several ballrooms for this large conference, I had a very clear understanding of what our priorities were, how we were going to perform the loading, the distribution of gear per room, 
labor roles and all the technical setup diagrams and workflows. So I delegated rooms to a few union tech people to get the gear to based on the clearly laid out plan. The moment I finished talking, I kid you not, you know, finished laying out the plan, one of the older union guys, probably in his 60s, decides he needs to overstep and basically repeat everything what I just said with just a few twists. So at this point, I'm like, I allowed him to finish. And by the time he was done, obviously my patience has already run its dry. And so I politely asked him who put him in charge and if he had a problem working under a woman, because if he did, the closest exit was in that direction and he was free to leave. Obviously, his jaw dropped and because I dared to speak up straight up and stand for myself and plainly explain how things were going to be running. And I'm pretty sure that behind my back, he called me a bitch. I don't care. All I know is that I don't have bandwidth for drama on my shows. And if you're there to cause trouble and drama, you can pack your shit and leave. No offense and no feelings hurt. Anyway, by the end of that three-day conference, I had all my texts come to me asking me for my phone number so we can keep in touch because they love working with me. So really that one bad apple was not really defining the entire experience. And afterwards, I heard from some of the other leads how much they respected the fact that I stood up for myself. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it's just something that I guess I naturally do. <laughs> anyway, the older dude uh, never asked for my number, and I'm pretty sure I would have not given it to him even if he asked. Another thing I've noticed with some of the older techs, particularly union and particularly guys, most of them were completely out of the loop when it came to hybrid event setups, virtual event technology and the gear, the workflow, and that made them extremely insecure in their roles. And I kind of felt a little bit of empathy for that. And it certainly took a lot of teaching them on the job and learning on the fly to execute even the easiest task. And that is certainly something to be considered if you're an event planner, an event professional that is needing a lot of competent labor to execute the new breed of events that will always have some type of hybrid element mixed in the regular in-person AV production setup. The same guys that were very insecure about their own knowledge in these new roles they were placed in would be the first ones, I kid you not, to order the meek tech gals around, many of which were female. And I'm honestly very sensitive when it comes to any power play situation. And I will call it out every time if I see that happening. If I give you a task to do, please. Don't turn around and pick on another timid tech to tell them to do that very task that I asked you to do in the first place just because you want to be perceived as, I don't know, in charge or something. I will call you out right then and there. And I don't care how no likable 
I am going to be perceived because of it. So don't you do it if you end up on my show, okay? Also, I will remember next time to maybe not include you in my crew call list because I don't have time from BS and drama. Okay, obviously this type of behavior gets me a little bit riled up. And again, those are the exceptions to the rule. They're, however, sometimes pretty prevalent in our field. And I hate to blame it on the gender gap because on the show floor, we're all tax, regardless of gender. And unless you're full of biases, you should have no problem taking orders from a superior, male or female. However, over time, I've also learned that coming across as strong, stubborn, inquisitive, it's not necessarily an admirable female trait. And this is where we are going back to this research that has been done in 2003 by Professor Flynn at Columbia Business School, in which he took a case study about Heidi Ruizen, a successful female venture capitalist, and he changed her name to Howard Ruizen. Everything else about the case study remained the same. He basically took this case and gave it to his students in his class. And half of the class got the Heidi Roizen case study. And the other half got the Howard Roizen case study. And he asked the students to rate how competent and how likable Heidi and Howard were. Both female and male students found Heidi and Howard to be equally competent, but the students tended not to like Heidi so much. They thought that she was a little bit too aggressive and out for herself. Neither female nor male students wanted to work for or hire Heidi, but they all thought Howard would make a great colleague. Why is that? Because in our society, women are penalized when we behave in ways that violate gender norms. Our gender stereotypes show up in ways in which women should be kind and nurturing and helpful and supportive and differential while traditionally men are expected to be decisive, competent, assertive, and strong. So this dilemma for women is that the qualities which we value in leadership, such as assertiveness and decisiveness, go against societal norms of what it is to be a likable woman in a position of power. Most of us are not aware of why we don't find strong women likable. There's just something about them that just bugs us. But deep inside, at the root of this is this unconscious bias. Bias is a survival mechanism that we inherited from our ancestors. The problem with that is that it is unconscious. And as humans, we don't always have the ability to recognize when we're being biased, even if we can see it in other people. We all, most of us anyway, believe ourselves to be fair, open-minded, and unbiased. However, as long as society continues to associate leadership with masculine traits, 
female leaders will be judged more harshly even when they outperform male counterparts. And so Robin goes on to say on her TED talk that I mentioned earlier how this competence likability dilemma has some huge consequences and not just in politics, which I'm sure we're quite aware of, but also in education and in the workplace when studies show that women in meetings with both genders are less likely to contribute knowledge as women were told to lean in and yet there's back clash when we do. A recent study also shows that women are not as good as men at negotiating for themselves, and yet women outperform men when they negotiate on behalf of someone else. This is because women who negotiate for themselves are perceived as selfish, and women who negotiate on behalf of someone else are perceived to be helpful. And a helpful woman might be liked more than a woman who is assertive, but the helpful woman will not be recognized as having what it takes, however, to be a successful leader. As humans, we are limited to what we can do to mitigate our biases. So even if we were able to say, uh, maybe implement a tool that would bring more women into some upper management position, it's highly likely that we would still evaluate the performance of those women with some biased perceptions. Clearly, leadership and likability should not be mutually exclusive for women or for men. So how can we solve this dilemma? I wish I could offer a cure to unconscious bias. I don't believe, however, that there is one, but we do need to do a better job at disrupting stereotypes and redefining what it is to be a leader and a woman. Obviously, this is a long-term problem that requires a solution that will take generation to solve, but it is vital to consider and also to speak up about it because we do have to understand how biases influence us and our present reality, and we need to speak up when we witness gender bias. Questions, comments that are made about a woman's appearance or personality rather than her skills or her ability are based on biases. And we need to slow down when it comes to that, question ourselves and reconsider if maybe our judgments uh, need to be repositioned in a better place. We need to ask ourselves, does that woman bug me for reasons that really truly matter? And forget about likability. I mean, I don't care much about it, to be honest. Instead, I want to focus on trying to be awesome, to be smart, to be compassionate, to be an effective leader, to be good at my job. And that will redefine the stereotype of what a female leader is. And I don't personally want to waste any time worrying about how I am being perceived. So if I maybe ask a lot of questions, will you perceive me as someone that is competitive? Or if I tell you about an accomplishment that I'm proud of, you maybe may think that I am considered. But I need and seek the same way for the approval and recognition of my family and my friends and all of my 
coworkers that I work with. And like many of you, I want to be liked, even though that's not the main reason for my uh, living. <laughs> but I'm hopeful that one day women can be recognized as being both competent and likable, a day when we can value each other regardless of gender, because we all bring to the table some unique contributions and that would be maybe the day when I don't have to worry much about having to talk about being likable versus competent. And I can just be myself. Anyway, this is the end of my TED Talk. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this rant. And I hope that next time you see a competent woman in charge, you put aside your biases. And even if she comes on as strong, you will give her the benefit of the doubt that she is not a bitch and choose to get to know her so you get to like her. I am a very likable person to the people I get to work with. And that's because I am a nice person. But also, don't cross me or push my buttons because that's when you get the other version of me. And that version that I don't show too often make no mistake, is definitely there. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this rant and stay tuned for our next episodes coming up next week. Thank you for listening to the rant series of Events Demystified podcast. If you enjoyed this series and the other interview style podcast episodes, please take a moment to review it and rate it. If you'd like to take it one step further, feel free to share it with your network. Connect with Anchor on social by tagging at Events Demystified Podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about Tree Fan Event Services and find out if we're a good fit in supporting your event, can we help your event be successful with a 20-minute free consultation? Link in the episode's notes. Thanks for tuning in.